to The Smoke Break. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with guest host this week, Chris Barajas. Hey, everyone. Excellent. So uh, every episode, I like to uh, I like to start off with asking the question, and I think some a little bit of an introduction is in order uh, for this person because uh, this was somebody who I had met uh, about ten years ago, and uh, basically helped me make my transition to uh, living in China. And uh, he was my manager, um, a great friend, and uh, an amazing teacher. So I've I've learned so much uh, from you, and I'm looking forward to catching up with you. Uh, me too. Yeah, that's very nice. It's been a been a long time. So yeah, yeah. my my name is uh, Chris. Um, I was born and raised around here in the Chicago area. I'm from the Midwest. Uh, I met Zane in China when I was like uh, 30 years old. Um, you were really really young then. I think uh, you were like around 19 years old. When yeah, 1920. Yeah, <laughs> 1920 years old. I was really really surprised. You know, someone at your age was doing something that you know it took me years to accomplish. Um. But yeah, you know, I actually stayed in China for about 10 years, lived out there. And, yeah. you know, um, yeah, the pandemic is actually what brought me back to the States. So I've been back yeah. here for about uh, two years or so. And uh, yeah, just uh, adaptive living back in the States. Yeah, I didn't know that uh, the, the pandemic is kind of what brought you back. I think that's that's really, uh, that's unfortunate. But I mean, at the same time, you know, like, um, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're doing well. I mean, I was going to say, like, I'm glad you're not in China because, you know, it could be more dangerous. But it's like, I mean, everywhere is not, you know, it's it's all about the same at this point, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a completely different. And, you know, um, if you talk to people over there in China, they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, it's safer over here. You guys are like, you know, getting all sick over there. So it just, <laughs> it just depends on the point of view, I guess. Dude, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to we're going to start this off the same way we started off every time. Uh, I'm going to ask the question. What are you excited for, Chris? Um, well, now that you've uh, mentioned, you know, the whole thing about the pandemic, I am really, really excited for at least the traveling to get back to normal, you know, maybe, uh, you know, uh, prices of airline tickets to stabilize a little bit because, uh, you know, I do want to go back to China. I've uh, lived there for so long, kind of addicted, but, you know, I like sure. traveling as well. So, you know, I want to go out there and, you know, go to some places that I haven't been before. So that's what I'm most excited about for hopefully that one day that prices can level out and I can continue my journey to discovering this world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, you, you said that you spent 10 years over there, man. I only spent three and, uh, that was, it felt like such a, it smelled, it felt like such a small chunk. Like now that like I'm older, it felt like a big chunk at the time. I'm like, man, I feel like I spent all my time here. But like, now that I'm a little bit older, I'm just like, man, that was like, that was, you know, the, a very small percentage of, of my entire existence. Um, and you, you spent 10 years over there. What, uh, what was the thing that kind of kept you over there? Well, um, there was a, a lot of things, to be honest. Uh, once I uh, got over there, I kind of liked it, you know, so I kind of, you know, started to make a life there, you know, started, you know, making plans to, you know, stay a little bit longer. And to be honest, at one point, I actually didn't know how to move back. It actually <laughs> took the pandemic to move me back or whatever, because I was sure. just like, well, um, I have a degree, you know, and everything. But I was just like, you know, I haven't worked in my field in, you know, X amount of years. And I don't know if I can go and get a job and uh, my field anymore. And, you know, I, I don't have any friends anymore. I kind of ditched everyone to come to China and everything. Right. And after, you know, waking up, uh, you know how that feeling is after waking up abroad and, you know, seeing everything and, you know, every day is an adventure, every day is something new. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to come back to, you know, the same old, same old or whatever. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think a lot of my own fears is what kept me over there, but uh, no regrets. I, I saw some amazing things and did some amazing things. So yeah, yeah. it was great. 
I, I really like what you said too about, you know, the whole waking up over there. Cause that was something that like you, you had kind of, you'd made a point of, uh, when I'd gotten over there was just kind of like, Hey, you're gonna, you're gonna wake up tomorrow and you're going to be like, Oh yeah. Like this is a thing. Like this is, this is my life now. And, uh, yeah, I just remember waking up that next day and just, you know, it was, it, it wasn't like when you're flying over, you know, like is so much of it, it just feels like a dream. And then it's, it literally, like, like you said, it wasn't until that next day, like I woke up and I'm like, okay, I'm here. Like I'm doing this. Um, yeah, it's, it's mm -hmm. good. Yeah. It's quite a, it's quite a feeling. Um, yeah. You know, it's just amazing. I mean, to me, every country has like its own smell, its own feeling and everything yeah. or whatever. And, you know, it would just be random. It really would just be random. There'd be some days and I'm just like, I cannot believe that I'm halfway across the world, just completely somewhere else where I don't know the language, where I'm illiterate. Mm -hmm. and, you yeah, know, definitely. Like still yeah, to yeah. this day, I cannot read symbols. <laughs> me neither. I spent 10 years there and my Chinese <laughs> got pretty good, but nope, nope. I yeah. was never really good at doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that was something that you kind of pointed out to me, like when I had first gotten over there, it was just kind of like, all right, you can either learn to write or you can read. Uh, but if you're going to do both, you better be Chinese. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was funny because we actually had a friend, uh, Brian, who actually freaking did actually learn how to do it both. I mean, I guess yeah. you got to have that sharp mind or whatever, but he was, he was never really into chasing uh, skirts like we were. So maybe he had the free time for that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> no, you're all good. You're all good. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's it definitely like the the amount of, uh, I guess, like studying that you, you have to do. Like he because he was versed in multiple languages. And that's what I was like. I was really like impressed is and that was something you kind of brought up is like you know he can meet someone from anywhere and be able to speak a little bit of their language yeah yeah that is true uh he had a very very uh unique mind you know um I, I really liked the way he would pick up on everything you know um he'd meet someone and if they learned they they spoke a different language he'd be like oh how do you say this how do you say that yeah and you know maybe the other person wanted to talk about something else or anything but he would not care he would just drill <laughs> on so he got enough where he can be at least a little bit conversational in that language so yeah he was definitely yeah. a language buff you know yeah, yeah. i kind of had a love-hate relationship with him because i i love languages too i love learning chinese but, but you hate you know, there's a little buff. bit of jealousy there as well it's just like oh man i told me not to to uh, learn how to read and he learned how to read That's yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well you know he's just you know young he, everybody's competitive and just like yeah. how could he can learn can learn how to read and i can't so <laughs> yeah 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 well it's like you you root for people in a sense i want you to do good but not better than me you know yeah, yeah exactly right yeah <laughs> yeah especially yeah at that time we were young so yeah we, yeah. we just uh, we were always competing amongst each other i mean um and I think there was a lot of that in the school we were at, too, or whatever. They'd always compare us, you know. It's just like, hey, Zane's uh, Chinese is good. Oh, yeah. but, uh, you know, this person's Chinese. And, oh, and that person's Chinese. And, oh, this person doesn't have an accent. So, yep. Yep. It was good, but it also, you know, made us, you know, work harder. So, yeah, that was great. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so as far as what I'm excited for, let me see. Oh, I'm excited to teach this uh, this class at the end of the at the end of the month. Oh, that is amazing. That. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm getting those. It's, they're weird. Cause it, it's weird. Cause it's almost like different butterflies, you know, like I get those <laughs> butterflies in my stomach for performing, but it's almost like, I want to nail this. And it's like, it's not just important that like I go up there and I say everything right. It's like, I want the, the information to connect with them as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, just remember the lessons that we learned when we were over there teaching, you know, it's just a, uh, 
have plans, have backup plans, have plans for the backup plans. Because, yeah. You know, yeah. One thing about teaching is you got to sometimes go with the flow or whatever. And, you yeah. know, it could be the weirdest thing. You're like in the middle of your lesson plan. And then one student asks a question completely off topic and you have to just kind of go with it or whatever. Yeah. You're, I think you're really good at reading your audience and seeing where to go. I think you'll be, you'll be great. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, and I, I like what you said about, you know, about the whole plan thing. Cause you know, I had said something recently that was just like, my plan is for my plan to never go as planned. And that is, <laughs> that's the best thing that you can <laughs> anticipate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's really funny. Actually, I just remembered right now your first demo class, the first time you came to China and you gave a demo class and you had this plan on how it was all supposed to go. <laughs> Oh and I remember God. it was like, oh, it went nothing like that. Oh but, you know, within like, I think it was not even a week, you were like an expert already. You were like jumping in, making the kids laugh and everything or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I think you definitely have uh, the experience for it. How old yeah. are the kids that you're teaching? Um, I'm playing, I'm anticipating like fifth grade, sixth grade. So one, that's a little, that one's a little bit out, outside of my, my wheelhouse. Because uh, I, I, when I was over there, I was teaching kindergartners. Mm -hmm. um so yeah the the sixth grade is going to be a little bit a little bit harder to uh you know try and and connect with just because i'm such a fucking goofy person um, yeah <laughs> like that no, is... I, I think that'll help you out and then you know in, in the best ways also yeah. you got to remember you know most of our students over there they didn't speak a lick of english or very very little english you know so yeah at least these ones here you can actually joke around with. Yeah, I remember no. we used to joke with our students and they used to look at us like, what the hell are you saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's, that's, that I'm definitely, I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous for it, but I think that it's, it's a really cool opportunity. I'm going to be teaching them how to rap and stuff. Um, as well as, uh, you know, just kind of like, you know, telling my story and, and where I've been. Cause I think, you know, with, with everything that I've experienced, I think a lot of it at the time, I just kind of looked at it as, you know, just they were all scars instead of things that like made me beautiful, you know, like in, instead of looking at like, oh, yeah, I got busted with meth. And then I went to China. All I saw was I got busted with meth, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, that's how I identified myself. I didn't identify myself as my accomplishments. I identified myself with my mistakes. Yeah. And, you know, I think that has a lot to do with, uh, you know, behaviorism or, you know, just the. Uh, the ways where the ways we're taught things or whatever you know media and everything you know sometimes you're you look at yourself and you're your own harshest critic you just gotta re, kind of retrain yourself to have that behaviorism to look at yourself and look at all the great things i mean yeah. um me and you were talking about that yesterday or whatever me and you had a conversation 10 years ago and you're just like man you've accomplished so much and you know and you're here i'm like man in 10 years you're gonna accomplish a lot you're like i don't see it i don't see it happening <laughs> <laughs> and he, here we are 10 years later and yeah you know that whole thing that you traveling to china and teaching is like a a little little small um thing compared to everything else you've done i mean you've yeah. done comedy you've done your own music you've done everything you set out to do you know it's amazing you yeah. have done a lot more than i was that i had accomplished at that time uh, i i don't even look at it like that because the 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 fact that you had you had gone to china that you had you know, made a life, you had been a chef, you had been, you know, in, in just environments that like not a lot of people got out of and you not only were in that environment, got out of that environment, but made a life that was better for yourself. Yeah, yeah, you know, I had a lot of experiences and uh, different things there. But you know, at that point in my life, I was looking for escape, I was looking for something else, you know, I, 
I kind yeah. of fell into the rat race here in the United States, and I was just like, well, you know, I want out. You know, I, I, I don't want to be like every other American here that, you know, went into debt, you know, bought a house, bought a car and everything or whatever, yeah. and never got to follow their dreams. Um, you know, I always uh, push that book on you, The Alchemist, you know? It's just like yeah. uh, you got to go out there and you got to, you know, follow your dreams and, you know, be happy at the end with, you know, the fact that you, you actually follow them. It doesn't matter what yeah. happens along the way. It's all part of the experience. Or if even the, the thing that you set out for initially is the thing that you end up obtaining. Oh, you know? yeah. Because that's, that's, that's an idea that uh, I've been trying to um, just kind of kind of talk about more. It's just like, did it not go well or did it not go the way I planned it? Hmm. And I think that that's more often than not, the reason I'm upset is because I had an expectation for the way that it should go. And then when it didn't meet that, then I was like, this is a failure instead of being like, this is an ex- a success in this aspect or it's a success in this aspect. It was like... It was, you know, it was a lot like that, that class. It's very represent, you know, that's very representative of how I still kind of look at things as is I went in there with a lesson plan. And then when things didn't go as planned, I was like, oh no, this is bad. And it's like, they kept me around for three years. Like it couldn't have been that bad. <laughs> also, they couldn't <laughs> it, get anybody it, it, it else. It really there. wasn't. You, you really were your harshest critic. You really, really were. I mean, for the most part, we all thought you were great. Everybody saw that you were a, a great teacher because you cared. That was the biggest thing, you know? Yeah. Any teacher that cares is, you know, awesome. You know, it's the ones who don't care that, uh, you know, that, you know, had the biggest problem. You know, um, like, uh, I think uh, one teacher that we, uh, that we both knew or whatever, just call him Teacher A, you know, he, he completely stopped caring. I mean, he wouldn't do lesson plans. He wouldn't do anything. He would just do the same games again and again. Yep. All he would care about is, like, flirting with the teachers, like, in the back or whatever, you know? Yep. And to, to me, that's, like, a horrible teacher there because, yeah, he really didn't care anymore. He didn't care about the kids or anything. All he right. cared about was himself. You actually cared about making your class better. You actually cared about, you know, how much the kids were learning and everything. So, yeah, yeah I always saw you as a great teacher. But yeah, you know, you know, it's just, you know, self-doubt and all of those things that get to us. But it seems you're all you're over all of those things now, you know, well, I'm, working through them. I'm working through them. I'm working through them. I'm just figuring out how to better articulate them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm if I'm if I'm through them. But yeah, I definitely know how to put it into words that what my problem is. <laughs> but as, since we're on the topic, um, let's let's talk a little bit about expectations. All right. Um, yeah, let's we'll we'll talk about expectations and then uh, in the next talk about if there was another topic that you wanted to hit. Uh, you know, yeah. because you're 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 studying psychology and stuff like that. I'd love to pick your brain. Um, but uh, expectations. So that's something that you know, like I said, you know, did it not go well or did it not go the way that I planned? I I realize that that expectations are an they're important. To, I think standards are important to have. I don't know if expectations are the are the things that, that you should have. I think having like I don't want it to go below this level. I think is a good thing to have. But I think if you expect it to be at a certain point, then you're it's either failing or it's it's succeeding. And I I feel like the, there's there's not a lot of room for gray area. Well, you know that's a kind of hard because you know if everything goes exactly how we expect it, you know, then it'd be kind of a boring life, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, there'd be no surprises. There would be no bumps in the road. There would be no like thrill or excitement or whatever, because everything is exactly as the plan. I think um, sometimes, you know, getting off the expectations is what, you know, gives life a little bit of a zest or, you know, it makes things a, a lot interesting because, yeah. you know, maybe China didn't go how you planned it was going to go, but it was an amazing experience for all of us. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we definitely got, 
a lot more out of it than what we expected. Well, yeah. I can only talk for myself, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, no, 100%. Like, I, I, when I moved to China, my expectation was to make enough money to get music equipment and then go back to the States. Like, and I ex- expected to only be there for a year. Mm-hmm. And it was because I had loosened that expectation that I was actually able to enjoy China. Instead of just being there for a purpose, I was just being there. And... Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that was, that was, you know, I, expectations are, I, I feel like they, they also become limiting at a certain point where it's, you know, if, if I had followed my expectations and only been there for a year, I wouldn't have enjoyed the next two. Yeah. I I think it's good to have expectations, like, you know, goals and criteria that you want to meet and whatever, but, uh, uh, what do they say? You know, be hard on your expectations, but be flexible about your methods. Um, Ooh, something okay. like that. You know? I like that. No, yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's really good. I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah. So you know, we we all had expectations. Me too. I wanted to get some. You know, I wanted to learn a little bit while I was there. I wanted to learn a little bit of the language, and I wanted to learn a little bit of the culture, and you know, really get something while I was there. Well, ten years, I learned a lot of the language. I'm still fluent as of yeah. right now, not only in Chinese, but you know, a little bit of Russian. Yeah. Which is, kind of like a sin now i tell people that uh, i I know russian they're just like oh what they're doing in ukraine is horrible i'm like never mind never mind (laughs) yeah yeah for real that's super that that just reminds me of my experience over there where it was just like when they're like you would get into like a taxi and they'd be like obama and you're like i don't like the guy you know like (laughs) which which side are you on i pick that side (laughs) oh yeah yeah and I know that's a lot of things that a lot of people had expectations for us. You know, you know, the, the idea that they had about Americans was like, you know, incredible. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, but for you, you know, they, they, uh, they saw that you were, um, you know, African-American or, you know, yeah, of, of that uh, skin color. So they would be like, oh, yeah, you're from Africa, right? That was yeah. their expectation, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was well, crazy. I remember we got into some arguments with some people for the longest time just because they were just like, no, no, he's American, I promise you. I think you even showed him your passport and they were just like, no, no, that's fake. You can make that around the corner. I know that. <laughs> Which is true. I did make a couple fake passports around the corner, but that was for a totally different reason. Um, and we said we weren't going to talk about that. Let's no, just... <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I, 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 yeah, I definitely, that was kind of like an interesting thing too, is like they're, they, I remember over there, they were expecting us to be Russian. So like, I remember going to, going to a mall and they would look at you and they would be like, oh, and you're like, uh, you would tell them in Chinese that (laughs) I am American. And then they would be like, da, da, da. And you're like, you're not not listening. You're not listening. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember we had to learn how to say, uh, how to say those things in, uh, in Russian, no, American. I dated a girl. Do you remember Bai Fung Fung? Girl, that girl that I dated while I was there. And I remember we dated for like a month or two months or something. And she thought I was Russian just because, you know, we had that communication barrier. She really, really thought I was Russian. Until one day we were like in front of the computer and she was just like, oh, show me how your home looks like. So, um, you know, what I was trying to tell her is that my parents come from Mexico, Uh but, you know, Mexico, she heard Moscow. 
So, uh, you know, but when I started showing her the pictures of Mexico, she's like, what country is that? I don't understand. <laughs> I had to actually bust out the translator and put, my parents come from Mexico. That's funny. And she was like, oh, I thought your parents were from Moscow. She's I thought like, you were just like the dumbest Russian ever who couldn't speak <laughs> Russian because she spoke Russian really well. And she was just like, I could not understand why you didn't speak Russian. That is so <laughs> funny. She's just like, wow. Moscow looks really hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, I, I didn't know freaking Moscow was so poor, you know? Why is there so many tacos there? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, what's what's something that I guess you expected uh, going into China that maybe was like, uh, that you were surprised by or... You know, that there, there is a lot of things. I can go on for hours and hours. But, you know, we all have this, like, you know, view of what China is. For me, it was, you know, everybody in those uh, those Chinese hats or whatever, like those old-fashioned ones. <laughs> probably one looks like Raiden. Raiden. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the one the Raiden hats. And I expected everyone to be, like, in, like, bicycles, you know, around and, you know, yes. surrounded by nature and stuff. And it was freaking a bunch of skyscrapers everywhere, you know. They had yes. better technology than we did. BMWs. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, they had what? better cars and... Uh, there was a couple people on bikes, but the most part, everybody had mopeds or motorbikes yeah. and everything, you know? I forgot and about the yeah, yeah, it was a really fast-paced life. And I was just like, man, I feel more like I moved to a big city than I moved to, a, you know, uh, yeah. China. It was, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I guess, yeah, I, I guess I, I very similarly, like, I expected China to be poor. And it was, it was, it was incredible to see that, like, that they were making less money, but were better at saving it. You know, yeah, like, God, yeah. we suck. We suck over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they still are. I mean, you see the average like street sweeper who's like on the corner. He's got like I don't know, fifty thousand or a hundred thousand in the bank or whatever. That's and insane. you know, you see a high priced lawyer here and who's like you know a hundred thousand, three hundred thousand into debt. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Dude, it really, for really real. Is crazy. The, for real, the difference. Yeah. But let me ask you, let me ask you a question, Zane. What did you expect moving back? Did you get any kind of culture shock or anything after coming back, after mm. being there for the, the three years? Yeah, yeah. Um, what did I, ex- I expect the, expected that when I moved back, everyone was going to throw me a parade, uh, uh, yeah. which, which they did not. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know if I need to bring that up, but it did not happen. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess I, I guess I had expected that, like, because I had been gone for so long that, like, everyone, therefore, you know, would would be like, oh, my God, you're back. This is awesome. And it it wasn't like that. And I think that that was kind of an important thing for me to, to understand is that, like, I spent so much time over there being like, oh, well, I'm missing out on, on all my friends and they're they're missing me just as much. And it's like, no, man, like my life got busy. Their life got busy. They appreciate having you around. But like it's, you know, nobody's I shouldn't base my life in the places that I live off of how other people are feeling about where I'm at, because, you know, that's the thing about a job is either you leave that job or your friend leaves that job. But like neither of you should stay there for the other person. Yeah, yeah, that's very, very true. Uh, what about uh, reverse culture shock? Did you have any of that when you when you came back? Yeah, reverse culture shock. Um, I so everybody, I had a hard time with like, uh, what is it with the way that people, um, with the way that people talk because people over here are super intense and like we don't, our tones mean a lot more than the tones over there because everything is you know tone dependent. So yeah. Like having to, I guess, like figure out like passive, pass, passive aggression, you know, shit like that, where it's like, what, what are you saying? Like, they would just say shit over there. They would, they'd be like, Hey, you're fat. And I'd be like, well, at least I know where I stand. 
Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that was rude, but I know how you feel about me. And over here, it's just like, oh, that looks nice on you. And I'm like, so does it not look nice? Like, <laughs> so fucking confused. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. It is a lot to take in. Yeah. <laughs> what about so? What about on your end? Did you have any kind of like reverse uh, culture shock, or like what were you expecting when you came back? Are you kidding me? I still have it now. I've been here yeah. for over two years now, and uh, I still have a little bit where I'm just like, oh man, I, I spend so much time over there that I think I've uh, permanently just uh, changed some of my behaviorisms and some of my you know expectations uh, for everything. You know, um, yeah. yeah. There there was a lot of things. Um, you know, of course, I you know smoking. When I came back, I I realized I couldn't afford to smoke here anymore. <laughs> oh, holy shit, man! Um, I'm gonna move back for that reason. <laughs> um, uh, I don't mean this in a in in a, in, a, in a bad way, but just kind of like my opinion or whatever. You know, um, uh, Americans are very very opinionated, and they like to give their opinion very forcefully to other people. Mm. And if you don't agree with them, they they feel that they should explain and try to convince you. Where, mm-hmm. you know, in China, where if you say something and you don't agree with them, maybe it's because of, you know, their culture or because of communism. Or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just like, OK, OK. Even if they disagreed, they didn't say too much. They're just like, mm-hmm. all right, well, let's just keep drinking until we forget that we disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, man. Yeah, the drinking over there. That was, yeah, man. It's some of my best slash worst memories uh, <laughs> was drinking over there because... Man, I was like 19 years old and I was just like, this is awesome. I made it, you know, like <laughs> I don't have to be paranoid about the cops showing up. You know, I'm drinking with the cops. Like, this is- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> like, that's happened on more on one occasion. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's really funny you mentioned it. I actually gave up drinking because of the drinking there. Um, Mm. So, yeah, I don't drink anymore. And it's because I spent 10 years. And the biggest thing that got to me is that the control was taken away from me. The power to drink when I wanted to was taken away from me. You know, mm-hmm. we, we Americans are really laid back. And, you know, we like cheers maybe once, maybe once. And, you yeah. know, say cheers, you know, have, have a good, you know, a rest of the night or whatever. And everybody drinks at their own limit. And, you know, if yeah. you're having a bad day or something, yeah, you can chug it. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. But if not, you can babysit. It just depends on you. Over yeah. there, you had no choice. Whenever someone cheers you, you had to freaking take a drink. And then if they say gambe or, you know, this is for the honor of my family, you had to freaking <laughs> chug whatever was in your cup. So, so I don't yeah. do this. I'm dishonoring their family. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, there was a lot of pressure. You know, you think there's social pressure here to drink. It's nothing compared to there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that's definitely a really good way to, like, put it. It's like there was definitely – I remember uh, there, was a, there was a teacher there who uh, – man i was not i was not a fan of them and i remember like walking in and uh i walked into this shop and i was like oh hey how's it going uh and he's like oh you know i'm just sitting here chilling having uh some rice wine and it's like you know basically they're hard liquor and yeah. i was sitting there, like he shows you know hands it to me and i was like oh cool i'm gonna take a little drink of this and he's like okay and like i just gotten drunk the night before probably like with you and i got the <laughs> drunkest i'd ever been where you're like well you know, <laughs> might as well get used to this because this is the next three years. And I'm like, awesome. But yeah. I already felt sick. And uh, he's like, hey, uh, you have to gombe this. You have to finish the whole cup. And I'm like, are you shitting me? And it's like a whole cup of hard liquor with no chaser. And then he's like, here's some chicken feet. So uh, then I threw <laughs> up, obviously, uh, <laughs> because that's that's just a normal reaction to chugging an entire cup of, of hard alcohol with no chaser and eating chicken feet. <laughs> so yeah, that's man, I totally I totally forgot about that. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it, it wasn't any better because you know, we, um, you know, me and you, we lived right on the border town. You know, it was right mm-hmm. on the border with uh, Russia. Russia. So it was kind of like the 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 Tijuana of China there. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the Russians weren't any better. The Russians were really hardcore drinkers, and they yeah. got really really offended when you didn't drink with them to the, to the point where you felt that your life was in danger. You know, it's just like, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm either yeah. gonna chug this bottle of vodka or this big Russian guy is gonna kill me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm either going to throw up or get beat up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So you choose, okay? Yeah, yeah. I was about, I think, uh, about eight years in when I, I finally just threw in the towel, and you know, it cost me like friendships, it cost yeah. me relationships, and you know, I opened up a business in the last few years where I was there, and that's how you do business over there. Business yep. meetings are pretty much, you know, drinking. Yep. So you know, the fact that I didn't drink and you know do all those things or whatever actually cost me a lot of business and it cost me money or whatever. But yeah, I had actually gotten to the point where I was just like, I don't care. I will not be forced to do something or that I don't want to do. And, you know, even after I came back and, you know, I can drink at my own leisure, I've had a drink here or there, but it's not really, not really my thing anymore. I think, um, we drank enough when we were there to last us a whole lifetime. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I definitely, (laughs) I definitely, (laughs) yeah, it's it's definitely, it was, I, I don't know. It was, you were the one who kind of brought it up where you're just like, Hey, like you aren't saying the wrong thing, but the fact that you're waiting till you're drunk to say it is what's making it come across as wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I was, you know, drunk by that point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was definitely, you know, that was kind of like a learning experience with, for me just with, with uh, alcohol is that like, you know, <laughs> fuck you and i love you are two things that you should say sober like <laughs> yeah because yeah, once once you're drunk nobody takes you seriously yeah i remember exactly. we, had, we had that conversation because uh yeah i think you were you were young so you were like very passive aggressive but of course you know anybody mm-hmm. they lose their inhibitions when they when they start drinking and they're just yeah yep. you would let it all out and i was just like hey you know everything that you're saying i can i can understand you and yeah. i know why you're saying it and it makes a lot of sense and yeah. it is a very very valid point unfortunately yeah. it's wasted because we're drunk at a bar somewhere yeah throwing up all over each other so it's not it's, it's wasted because you're wasted uh, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> uh so we're gonna move on a little bit uh from expectations um and i wanted to talk about your topic actually okay so um <laughs> my topic is uh you know maybe a little bit taboo or whatever but i wanted to ask you um, as someone who's like, you know, lived in China and everything, when the pandemic hit and, you know, there was a lot of people looking at China and, you know, the way that they did, how did you take that? And, you know, what did you say to your friends or, you know, what was your insight? Because, you know, all my friends, you know, to them, I'm the, the China expert. So they asked me all kinds of questions right. and everything. And at the end, I found that, you know, I, I didn't make anyone happy. They were unhappy. I was unhappy. And maybe I shouldn't have said anything at all. But right. it definitely is very interesting to see people's perspective. So, you know, you weren't there when the pandemic hit, but you were there beforehand. So what do you think about that whole thing? Yeah, yeah. Well, the the thing that I guess like sort of got to me was uh, I was I was online and they, you know, obviously everybody fucking it's the end of the world. Everyone's got to post their fucking joke about it. Um, (laughs) Jesus. And so there's literally all these people being like, oh, when you're at a restaurant and the Chinese guy sneezes and it was like it it would just like it made me upset, you know, like as as somebody who's like, I, I see these people as people because I've spent time with them, you know, yeah. to, to have them kind of just summed up as like, you know, fucking plague walkers 
it yeah. just it was it was offensive to me because I'm like, you're talking about my fucking friends. You're not even only talking about my friends, but like some of the best friends I've ever fucking had. Like the the relationships and friendships I made while I was in China are like ones that I I genuinely feel like if I saw them tomorrow, we'd fucking, they'd be like, oh, you know, Spider-Man. And I'd be like, why did I pick that name? Why did I pick that name? (laughs) So yeah, it was, I don't know. It was just, it was definitely upsetting just because, um, you know, it's like, even if it did come from China, like even if it did, like that doesn't, most of the people over there didn't manufacture it, you know, just like Mm -hmm. fucking if anything that happens over here, if a fucking, you know, a bomb gets dropped, dropped over on fucking whoever like i didn't drop that bomb so yeah. you know a bunch of people shitting all over and my mom and my family and my friends because of something that like 10 dudes did over there like it's just it's just genuinely not fair yeah you know uh, yeah for for me it was really really interesting because um you know I, i'm hispanic i'm from the mexican culture and you know a lot of mexicans love to make joke you know about y'all you know chinese people i think there's a lot of americans too you know they eat dog they eat cat they eat right. everything right yeah so you know you know you know you have all these ignorant people posting stuff like you said on social media or when they see me or whatever it's just mm-hmm. like oh man they were disgusting and i'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie they do have some habits that you know just culturally are just like yeah. you know that were maybe appalling to us when we when we first got there oh, or whatever. Yeah. and but then became the a part, part of me <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We picked them up. <laughs> um, but for the most part, they're just like decent, hardworking people. They're no different from Americans, you know. But you know, when you're here, when you don't, you don't know anybody there. When you know, you don't have to face them. It's very easy just to say the most horrible, negative things, you know. Yeah. It's just like, oh, we we got it because they're all dirty and everything. They're just like, actually, no, they're actually a lot cleaner in some ways, you yeah. know. They were yeah. wearing the whole face mask and everything way before, you know, yeah, um, no shit. before the, the Corona thing. If, you know, if you had a cold or, you know, if you didn't want to get sick, you would just put on the face mask or whatever yep. to protect others and, you know, everything. So there was, you know, a lot of stuff that really, really, you know, made me uh, upset when everything came out. And, you know, of course, you know, the, the hate. And that yeah. was incredible to me. Yeah. I, I, for some reason, I thought that, you know, we were, you know, a modern society where, you know, all that stuff was kind of behind us and everything. But no, you know, you see a lot of uh, ignorant people saying ignorant things online or people yeah. being attacked and everything. And it's just like, you know, that is incredible that you guys, you know, just, uh, just, you know, look at that very, very blindly. I was actually... I was actually in China when the pandemic hit. And, and I, I can tell you that, uh, yeah, you know... Um, they they were as worried as we are they took things very very seriously yeah and a lot of people said you know you know they're they're lying about um you know how many people are infected and stuff like that which you know i'm they might be i'm not yeah. sure <laughs> yeah i was gonna say yeah <laughs> but uh, at the same time i can tell you that they took it seriously you know um yeah. some people here are just like oh it doesn't exist it doesn't whatever everyone yeah. there when when they said you know we were on lockdown it was true lockdown where everybody yeah. was in their house and nobody can go outside and yeah. you know there was like security guards there making sure you didn't go outside when i came to the states i thought it was going to be something like that there's going to be like you know cops patrolling to make sure you're not going nope absolutely not no everyone had free will and then yeah uh, i would talk to people and some people would like take it very seriously some others just like oh that shit doesn't exist and you know that's just you know and this and that so that part to me was completely just it took me you know by surprise and it took me a little while to get used to you know the whole thing yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's everyone just like, I guess shits on China and it's just like, Oh, well, you know, like they don't have like free will and stuff. It's just like, what are we doing with free will? Cause it's nothing good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If you give people infinite options, they're going to choose the fucking worst one. They're going to be like, uh, 
Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, there is so many. It's it's really funny because in some ways they have a lot more free will than than us, you know. Um, oh, for me, like you know, staying over over there for so long and everything, you know. Um, I, I saw capitalism over there. I saw people thriving. I I did see you know the communism and you know some things being suppressed and everything. I'm not going to say that it doesn't happen. Yeah. But I seen some people be more open and free to say things that here people here in America cannot or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know it it is completely crazy to me you know um yeah they assume the the worst without actually knowing but yeah yeah people there for the most part live uh meaningful lives and you know they're not as oppressed as they make it seem over here you know they they're pretty happy with their lives and they get to choose what they want to do for life and career especially yeah. the newer generation um i know the older generation is kind of like oh you know you're going to be a doctor and that's what's going to be yeah. hey, you're going to be a lawyer and you know that's what it is I think the new generation, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The new generation that I saw, uh, because actually after I was done teaching with you, I went to go te- teach at a university and a lot of my university students, they're just like, yeah, my mom wants to be a doctor, but no, I'm going to be a musician. Or I'm going to do this or whatever. So yeah. you saw, you saw things that, you know, really, really started to change there. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people have better freedom of speech. Like, uh, you know, the whole fat thing they were saying, everybody used to call me fat there. And mm-hmm. it's true because I am a little bit overweight, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, but you know, you say it here, people are going to label you as insensitive and how dare you say that. And, mm-hmm. um, I know that they would do it with you too. You know, you know, they were used to look at you and they're just like, Oh, you're black. And yeah, was like, yeah. You know, it was okay to talk about or whatever. And it was okay to, 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 you know, to have an open conversation. Same thing yeah. if you're like gay or something or whatever, where I think over here, everybody tiptoes around each other over there. Mm-hmm. It's still okay to have those conversations, you know, and it's yeah. not okay to say those in like, in a, in a bad terms. Like, you know, it's not like, Oh, you're fat. I don't want to talk to you or yeah. you're gay. Yeah. And you know, I don't like you. Nothing like that. It's just yeah. like, Oh, why are you gay? Or why do you feel this way? It's okay to have those conversations where around here, they're just like, uh, yeah, we don't talk about those things. It's not good to mention it. You might yeah. offend someone. So well, yeah, there was a lot of freedom over there for that. Well, I feel like, you know, the, the, if by taking it off the table as, you know, you can't bring it up, you, you stop the having any conversation that where like both sides can have growth, you know, like by, by you saying like, you know, I guess, you know, for lack of a bit, if you're, you were to say like, Hey, you know, this person's fat, like, that gives them re- room to be like, oh, well, I have uh, I have a condition or like, hey, I've struggled with this. I'm trying to get better or, you know, hey, maybe I have this diet thing. Maybe you can, ju-, you know, it's like there's no room for conversation because it never gets brought up or, oh, you're gay. Da, da, da. You know, it's like there's no room for like, oh, why do you feel that way? Or, oh, I thought that maybe I was. And, you know, like there's because we just shut the conversation down at like, don't talk about it. We We stop any potential for like understand or for greater understanding yeah yeah that's very true and you know for the most part there was no negative tone to when they said things like that yeah like um i was called fat all the time but they didn't they never said it in a negative way yeah it was like an observation they just said that they saw something it's like okay yeah yeah or you know they were just worried about my health you know they're just like oh you should be careful if you want to live longer you should do a little bit more exercise and things like that Mm -hmm. but you know i had girls you know, hit on me and tell me, it's just like, oh, you're fat. And I was just like, oh, well, okay. I'm going to try to hit the gym more. And they're like, oh, no, I like it. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, you know, that 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 negative thing, I think definitely comes from our side. You know, we, we, we've seen it as a negative for so long that that's just what it is. But yeah, for them, their culture or whatever, you know, yeah, like you said, it's just an observation. You know, they're just like, oh, you're a little bit out of health. But 
it's fine. We don't mind it. It's not a, a negative yeah. or a bad thing. Yeah. It's and like you different. said, it's not like it's like, oh, go away. It's just, oh, hey, this is something I, I saw it. So I said, I saw something. So I said something like <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not what we were referring to, but I guess it'll work. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So whenever everybody <laughs> brings up that whole freedom of speech, that's that's one of the first things that I bring up. It's just like, you know, there were some instances in China where I felt that I had, you know, more freedom of speech than I do over here. I mean, there's yeah. definitely some interests when I didn't, but, you know, it, it yeah, well, it's I, I feel like, you know, like when it goes uh, in the direction of like uh, the, you know, Facebook, everybody's like, oh, we well, don't get Facebook over there. It's like, good. We shouldn't have it over here either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You're making this sound like a negative and it kind of sounds like a positive. <laughs> there's yeah, no Facebook yeah. over there. Oh, this sounds great. I'll be over there in a fucking year. <laughs> Also, another thing is like, yeah, they don't have Facebook, but they have other social media. I mean, WeChat, which if you ask me, WeChat's yeah. like a hundred times better. You know, you can do more things. It's like you can manage your portfolio. You could like, you know, pay your bills. You can, like, you know, pay at restaurants. You can do it like everything on WeChat or whatever. So, it's, yeah, you don't have Facebook, so you don't have the American equivalent. So what? You know, you, you have something as good or as better, you know? Yeah, you gotta, exactly. You got to learn how to adapt when you're there. And I think that's that's the, the the big thing why a lot of Americans went there and like came back after a year or two years because they couldn't adapt. Yeah. But I think we were always really good at just like, you know what, just go with the flow, you know. Yeah. I think what was one of our favorite lines, you know, is, oh, yeah, welcome to China. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. <laughs> Every time when we had to do like a silly dance for everyone or something, it was like, well, welcome to China. That's, oh, that's, man. that's just the way things are. You got to adapt. Oh, man, I forgot about that. <laughs> well, it was honestly, that was just like an important skill that I kind of just picked up over there was like, you know was being able to perform on the spot, whether or not I wanted to. Um, <laughs> that's something that has has benefited me greatly and, you know, been a huge detriment, but whatever. Uh, but, you know, just just being able to to adapt to a situation because, you know, it goes back to the, the planning thing. Like, you can only plan so much, and eventually your boss is going to be like, hey, you guys are doing the evolution of dance. And you're like, but I'm drunk. And he's like, but you know the moves, so get up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think you're right. I think that benefited us a lot in life, you know. Um, and we weren't used to it, you know. As Americans, we're just like, um, yeah, if you want me to, like, teach class or something, you need to give me warning beforehand. Yeah, I need and, you two know, weeks notice. Give me time to prepare and everything. Where the whole Chinese way is just like, oh, yeah, it's happening, like, right now. I was like, well, what do you mean right now? I'm like, oh, your class started five minutes ago. You better get to it. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, after after going through that, I came back to the U.S. And, you know, I'm very, very resilient. Resilient. Um, I can go ahead and do anything and, you know, ask me, ask me to do any job. And I was like, hey, this is nothing compared to yeah. what I was doing before, you know. I, I feel yeah. <laughs> up to no, any challenge definitely definitely there was there was yeah there was just so many so many great skills uh just that i i've kind of picked up uh abroad what's uh what's a skill that kind of stuck out to you that you you don't think that you you picked up in the states or you may have picked up uh you know to a greater extent over there um so there's this very very famous phrase in uh chinese where they say make sure no problem. So it, it's really funny. There is no direct translation for it, but it's kind of like no worries, no problem kind of thing or whatever. It just depends on the context that you're using on. And it's just like, you know, something happens, like somebody bumps into you and they like, uh, you, you spill your, your your drink all over you and they're just like, make sure. So the first time that happened, I remember I went to a Chinese teacher and I was just like, hey, that guy just like, you know, you know, bumped into me and I, I spilled everything. And he just told me, make sure. And it was like, uh, what does it mean? They're just like translating. It means no problem. 
I was like, why does he keep saying to me, no problem? <laughs> it, it took me years and years until later on that I found out that, you know, it has different meanings. And it just kind of means like, no worries, or I hope, you know, it just kind of, you know, it means that I hope it doesn't bother you or, you know, you know. So I just think... no worries, dude. And, you know, just go with the flow kind of thing. And I think yeah. that's a very, very big one, you know. I, I learned that in life, sometimes you just got to have no worries. And it happens here sometimes where, like, I'm having a horrible day. And I just think to myself in Chinese, yeah, make sure, make sure. It's okay, it's yeah. okay, no worries. Just, yeah. just move forward. Don't let it bother you, you know. And that that's that's their big thing or whatever. You can sit there and you can, like, you know, worry about it. And you can make it a big thing. Or you can just say no worries and keep enjoying your life. Yeah. That well, is a very, very good one. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I think uh, just on the, on the lines of make sure, uh, it just... <laughs> Like it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean no problem. It means it's your problem. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like if you want to worry about it, that that's on you. But it, yeah. it's not gonna worry me, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, you spilled your stuff all over you. Oh, make sure. It's, yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, very invalidating. Uh, no, it's. I, I think that that's really a good one because that was that was definitely a word that was that was in my head uh, and kind of like in my vocabulary where it was like things would happen. And I would be like, oh yeah, make sure, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. we'll, we'll get through it. Yeah. 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 That, that is a definitely big one that I took away from the culture and from everything. And, you know, um, now that I'm studying um, psychology and everything, you know, I, I understand the concept a little bit more, you know, it's just let go of your worries and, you know, let go of the problem and, you know, just move on. And sometimes yeah. people are too high strung and they can't, but you know, it really is a way of life over there, you know, rather yeah. than for them to take it too seriously and make it an argument and bigger thing. They're just like, you know, it's kind of like saying, no shit happens here in the U S you know, yeah. it happens and people kind of understand each other that shit happens and they just kind of forgive each other and they move on. So yeah. it's an amazing concept. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So we are at our last uh, 15 minutes, uh, which is which is usually the joke break. Uh, we've, we've been laughing all the way through this. So I, I don't think this last 15, if we don't <laughs> laugh the last 15, it'll be impressive. Um, all right. Last 15, you know, what? something that I wanted to mention, one thing that I do miss is yes. being in a country where people don't understand what I'm saying. So I remember <laughs> when we were having the worst day or the worst, we would just go up to random people and say the most messed up things. And it was really, really good that they could not understand. It was it was awesome. You know, um, for me, it made me you know better at everything. You know, um, I felt a lot more comfortable talking to girls after I can go up to one and say, hey, you're beautiful. You're amazing. You <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's it's, it it's, really, it's practicing really with very low stakes <laughs> yeah yeah or you know if you're drinking with someone and you really don't like them and you look you look at them and it's like man you're a douchebag i forgot about that all the times we'd be like drinking with russians and stuff and we could just be like oh my god you can say anything as long as you don't say like the the top four like you know what i mean you can get yeah, yeah. if you say like there was this one time i went into this uh, uh i went into a shop to like go buy stuff and i was like oh hey can you i had uh my my partner at the time and i was like hey can you ask them what the price is and they ask and then uh they're like oh it's this much and i was like whoa fuck that and then he fucking looks at me he's like fuck me fuck you fuck you fuck you and he starts following me around the store just saying fuck. and i'm like that's not what i said i was talking about the price that's not much better uh, i can't backpedal this isn't my language oh my god it all just it all just oh, yeah. fell apart 
Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. Apart. Yeah, that's happened to me a couple times where I'm just like talking in English or, yeah, I got too confident in that. And then I found out the other person did, you know, speak English. So, you know, that, <laughs> that kind of backfired me a little bit. But, yeah, uh, like, oh, wow, that's how I find out that you're uh, fluent. <laughs> yeah. Also, on the reverse side of that, though, one thing that I enjoyed, especially when I started traveling more, is the fact that I did understand English or uh, Chinese and I could speak Chinese. And I overheard so many conversations because one thing is for sure chinese people are very very confident that americans cannot speak chinese and they yes i mean most sense. most people in in china you know of course and you know throughout my travels like i was in mexico like two or three weeks ago and i went to a chinese restaurant and mm-hmm. i started talking to the owner in chinese and he was just like surprised just like oh my god you know i haven't had come somebody come in here and uh, speak chinese in years it's freaking amazing right. But what I like most about it is just overhearing their conversations. When people feel you can't understand them or whatever, they say some weird shit. And that <laughs> yes. is when I, I love that because, you know, you know, I, I'm a lover of psychology. So you really got to see how their mind works and what they really think, you know, unfiltered. Yeah. And when yeah. people speak unfiltered, they say some crazy shit. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. When, when, when you think that, that you're the, when you think that only one person can hear you is that's way different than what you would say to an entire room of people oh um, yeah <laughs> so yeah no oh my god yeah there was there was all sorts of uh what's uh what's 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 one of the memories you have over there that like that kind of stands out that's uh that won't get all of us arrested uh by the chinese police <laughs> uh, to be honest there's like uh so so many but you know talking about this whole um thing or whatever i i, I do remember uh meeting a group of girls and I remember them talking amongst each other, you know, just kind of, the, oh, yeah, you know, he's cute. Ah, yeah, he's a little fat, but yes, I, I like him. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Lulu, your your English is the best. You should go to uh, talk to them or whatever. And when I, when I tell them in Chinese, oh, it's okay. I know how to speak Chinese. Their faces, <laughs> they're just their expression on their, they like, you know, Chinese people are, you know, shy uh, for the most part. And uh, their faces, they just be like, oh my God. <laughs> and, you know, once they got over that, that initial shock and everything, you know, it's very emotional for them. So they really feel like a really deep connection to you. So um, yeah, yeah, that was, that was awesome because, uh, it was a good way to break the ice and yeah. uh, got me a lot of girlfriends. So, yeah. I, I, well, I feel like just being able to like speak somebody's language is just such a, uh, it just creates like just such a, so much of a connection because, uh, you know, like we, we spend so, spend so much time like feeling just like understood. Like if, if somebody even speaks in English to me and like understands the words that I'm saying, you know, like if I'm talking about like, uh, you know, like, uh, psychology or, um, you know, mental health. If I, if we, if we connect on that language in that way, like there's such a deep connection that's created by that. And I feel like Chinese was a lot of the same thing where it was like, these people are expecting nobody to understand them. And when somebody understands them or at least attempts to understand them, it's, it's hard not to, to grow closer to that person. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very true. And, uh, I think when we had a lot of that too, I mean, uh, when we were there, I remember that you got a girlfriend and you were really into her because she was into comic books and, you know, for everyone else, they didn't even understand what a comic book was. Yeah, exactly. we, we, we worked in a school with a bunch of English majors, you know, they went to school and they got their bachelor's and their master's degree in English or whatever. Yep. And you tell them, it's like, Hey, do you know, the comic book, the comic book, what do you think? I don't understand. The only yeah. book I read is the dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So when we had someone that was like, you know, into the things that we were into, you know, it was a big thing. 
Like, um, you know, I, I remember uh, meeting a Chinese girl and she was just like, oh, yeah, you know, I love uh, Seinfeld. And I was like, oh, yeah, Seinfeld. Oh, my God. I haven't talked about Seinfeld in like seven years. I was like, yes, yes, it's a show yep. about nothing. It's awesome. It's wonderful. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you can definitely see the reverse side of that. It's just like, yes, you uh, you strive to be understood, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I've, I've, I've kind of just... I don't know. I, I I feel like most people's like, you know, uh, we're, we're all just trying to be understood, right? We're all just trying to, I feel like in most cases, um, most people are trying to do what they think is right to communicate. And what ends up happening in between those two things uh, is, is fucking could be anybody's guess. But I think <laughs> at the, at the end of the day, like most people just want to feel either, either be understood or you know do what they think is right yeah and um, the, the thing is that it's a you know it's very very different in everybody's mind so you know you start thinking about behaviorism you know something that you might think is right is going to be different from what i think is right i'm yeah. always going to want you to do things how i feel that is right and because exactly. i think that's the right way to live and you're going to feel like no this is the right way to live to do things this way and that's when you got to have a little bit of understanding and you got to have a little bit of leeway and be able to bend yeah. and you know yeah well, and <laughs> each other. And it's, that's, that's where like, you know, the, the compassion kind of comes in where it's just like, you know, if you're telling me something, it's because you're trying to communicate and you're trying to do what you think is right. Like you're, you are ultimately trying to benefit me, you know, by what you're saying. So, or, you know, with what you're communicating. So it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's understanding that like, you know, where those, I guess, communication errors and like the, 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 the butting of heads occurs, it's, it's not because, you know, it's, it's not often because people aren't trying to tell you something and they're trying to do you harm. Like that's, there are people like that out there, but that's not every situation. And in fact, it's not even most situations. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very true. And yeah, you know, one of the big reasons why I got into psychology and everything is because uh, you remember me and you used to sit down about it, uh, sit down and talk about it. That was one of our big topics or whatever. We used to like to analyze everyone. Mm -hmm. We would sit down and look at this person and look at that person. And it's just like, oh, this person thinks this way. You can tell by this and that. And, you know, mm -hmm. it really, really got me into the whole thing of, you know, trying to understand other people. You know, mm -hmm. right now, and, you know, and I'm still a student, I'm not a professional by any level, but one thing that I, I think I feel that I've learned is that we're all crazy in our own way because yeah. we, we all have our tics, we all have our things, you know, everyone does something that they think is wrong or, you know, shouldn't be done or anything, but they do it anyway, just because, you know, it's part of our behavior, be it via environment or, you know, yeah. um, because of our mental reasoning or whatever, we all have those things and, you know. The, the biggest problem or the biggest thing is just, you know, trying to get that to focus with everyone else. When you get it to align with other people, that's when you start making good relationships, you know, good friendships and things that, you know, last as long as they do. Yeah. People can really just understand each other. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, you know, I, I would say I've had better friendships with people who I've butt heads with and come to a mutual understanding than I have had friendships with people who've agreed with everything that I've said or done. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I mean, in, in reality, that's what you want, you know, someone that'll help you grow, someone that'll challenge you because, you know, it, it's good, you know, it'll make you grow, it'll make you, you know, become a better person. And the more you have to defend your views, sometimes to, you know, it'll make you understand your views a little bit uh, more and you yourself even maybe, maybe you won't admit it in an argument when you're talking to the other person, but you yourself start to see some of the holes in your, in your own point of view. So it'll definitely yeah. help you develop to be, yeah, a lot better. 
Yeah, well, definitely. Like I, I was recently in a, in a fight with a friend and I, you know, I was, I was just adamantly defending what I thought was right. And it, they were, you know, bringing up their side and, you know, being like, Hey, well also you're being kind of a fucking dick and did it, you know? And it was like, it, it made me look at myself and look at what I was doing. And, you know, like not to say that everybody does that or can do that, but I mean, in that moment I had to look at myself and be like, okay, what is he trying to communicate? You know, like what, what does he think is right? And what is he trying to communicate? Like, those are two questions I kind of had to ask myself before I continued to be angry. And I was angry for a very long time. I did, <laughs> did not get over this for like two weeks. So I'm not saying that, that, that this is a fucking thing that I got to in like 15 minutes where I was like, well, what's part in this? It was, you know, a lot, a lot of it was like, fuck you. Uh, and fuck you for telling me, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, and I know, yeah, yeah. You know that that's how we are too. You know, we we, we think with our emotions and everything. But um, when you have someone that argues with you or whatever, for the most part, it's afterwards when you sit and think, and you're able to actually, you know, rationale your thoughts and everything, and you know, be able to make a good assumption of what what exactly happened, where you were right and where you were wrong. But in the moment, it's almost impossible. In the moment, you only have your emotion. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really really hard. Hey, yeah. uh, let me, can I ask you a question? Why did why did you uh, stop drinking? Um, the reason I stopped drinking, I guess, is because I I don't think I realized how harmful I was being when I was when I was drinking, and I I think that it took a situation where I had to really look at at the the fact that like because because I. Uh, wasn't able to to communicate which is usually my thing is you know once again back to communication i wasn't able to communicate most things and when i was drinking then i was able to communicate them but the problem is is that when you're drinking you're not communicating properly so whether or not what you're saying is uh you know correct or you know well timed or whatever it is what what you it's the message is completely lost on the the does that make sense the, the message yeah, kind of, yeah it's completely yeah. lost just in the fact that like you, it took you forever to say it now that you're saying it you're not saying it how you want to say it but it just yeah. it, it i there was so many situations where it was where i was either saying fuck you or i love you and i just kind of came to the realization that those are those are two very important things that like i need to make sure that the next time i tell somebody to either go fuck themselves or that i want to spend you know, uh, you know, the next part of my life with them. Those are, those are things I want to come to with a sober mind. Yeah. And, you know, it takes a little bit of time to get used to it, to be honest with you. You know, um, before I thought that I, I can only be a laugh or a riot or, you know, tell jokes the way me and you are, are doing right now right. is if I've been drinking, but it was just myself. I needed to retrain myself, retrain my mind and, you know, learn how to communicate happy all the time. It's yeah. not about being drunk. It's about being in the right state of mind. But yeah. once you actually get a good control of it, you can be in the right state of mind and, you know, at any time, you know, at the drop of a hat, like, you know, me and you right now, just thinking about all the uh, good old times and all the stuff that we did pretty put me in a nice positive mood. And that's all that yeah. I needed. I don't need the alcohol. You'd be yeah. sipping on water because, you know, it's just a force of habit or, you know, muscle memory more than anything. But yeah, uh, yeah it's just, you know, you know, being in that, in that right set of mind. Yeah. And I and think just, that's all you really need. Yeah. Just realizing that the mind state is what you were trying to, uh, what you were trying to replicate. Um, awesome. Holy shit, dude. We knocked it out. We knocked out a whole hour. Um, awesome. 
Dude, I, I, I knew we would. I was, I was very confident. I was like, you know what? You know who I can talk to uh, for at least an hour? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Absolutely. No, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's there, been a, there's it's, a lot more stories, too, but I don't think they're, uh, they're fit for the air. So we have to go for another time. <laughs> <laughs> or if we have enough time. Yeah. But, no, it's, it's been such a, such a great uh, experience catching up with you. And uh, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to, to share this episode with everybody because um, China was a, a very important part of my life. So I appreciate you.